Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Um, I've bought some new gear. <laughs> yes. I've bought some podcast gear. Sorry, my name's Stevie and this, this is Tessa. If you're listening for the first time, I don't normally start podcasts by being like, hey, I've bought gear. I know gear actually can mean drugs. And that's I what I mean believe, for it now. Yeah, guys, we're, it's uh, it's early in the morning and we're riled on cocaine. I'm absolutely riled up. Um, no, we bought a block of it. We bought a block <laughs> of cocaine to celebrate the fact that I bought a cool podcast mic. I mean, tweet us if it's aggressively bad. And also, we're doing it in my flat and there's a family who live opposite that scream at each other. So if you hear in the background, I mean, I see it as a sort of added soap opera. Yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. We'll narrate what's going on. Yeah. Currently... Nothing. Out of uh, the machine itself is balanced on a tray. It's balanced on a breakfast tray. <laughs> and Stevie's got her headphones on. She looks fantastic. Thank you. I'm in pyjamas. Tessa has not mentioned that. Um, mm. But it just means that we don't have to like book... Because basically, you've not... You don't care for this admin, but... We've had to book a studio every single time we need to do it. And that's too much adult stuff. So now, I'm going to take it to Tessa. Tessa, go and come to me. Great times. Fantastic. Basically, we're just taking things into our own hands here. Oh my god, yeah. Which, um, it doesn't actually fit with the topic at all. But say it did. Oh! Um, how... Well, now we've made our own workplace, if you will. Yes, but what are we going to do about the workplace politics? Uh, Stevie, I don't even know because you're being a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) That's an example of quite uh, aggressive workplace politics. I'd say more bullying. Mm. Mm. politics is I own the microphone so you've got to be friends with me to make sure that you get ahead for example those politics and more and more somebody wrote in to ask about this one Anna J keep it anonymous so no one in your office knows oh sorry Banner Blay correct (laughs) Eric Banner so Eric Banner wrote in and was like guys I'm having a lot of problems on the set of Batman am I do I work on Batman he was in um is he the current Hulk? No, that's, um, I was going to say, Ro- I was going to say confident to say Roger Federer. No. He is not the current Hulk. Looks a bit like Mark Ruffalo is yes, the current I Hulk. Yes, I like him. He's great. But his name is Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner, yes. So Eric Banner. Who played Bruce Banner. Extraordinary. Th- I know. Extraordinary scenes. Um, this one is about office politics, workplace politics, dealing with people in when your boss is a bitch, when you sit beside someone who's awful. And also like workplace politics, I think. 
the definition of it is basically the stuff that helps you get ahead with your job that is nothing to do with merit. You presume that it's like the person next to you is being a dick, but actually it's more, it can be more insidious than that. It's, oh, I'm not actually like good friends with that person across mm. the room, but that person across the room, if I would be friends with them, would get me a promotion. Mm. Or like, um, we all bitch about this one person, but I don't feel comfortable doing it, so I'm not going to, but then now I'm excluded from the rest of the group it becomes a constant moral question all the time of like, do I really want to get involved in that or not? All of the articles end, like the final point is like, make sure that you still remain someone that you can look in the mirror and like, it's like, Jesus well, Christ. the deeper you go reading into it, and there are, if you would like to get involved, so many books out there. There is yeah. so much like getting ahead in the office, like Machiavellian tactics. It's all very intense. And there's a lot of like gameplay and you're like, who is a, who, who could do that like who's yeah. capable of being like that on it Many every day people. oh even in like the quite low level chilled out offices i've worked in i've worked in one that had very little office politic mm. Mm. liking that not sure if it's right um and uh actually like a really like fun group of girls and then one um which was ostensibly should have been less because it was like younger people and for a really like nice working towards a nice aim but there were office politics there like the boss was very particular and basically like you just knew you had to sort of be like a certain way in order mm. to in order to get ahead it sounds really silly but but I've never worked in obviously like a corporate environment which I think then it really ramps up again yes it's that classic thing about like the deals happen on the golf course you know and if you aren't invited to the which golf is, course that's my first point go, go and play golf it's exactly that like you know that you go into the workplace and you think like, well, merit, good work will be what allows me to progress. It turns out to be 101 different other things. I've worked in offices where I've had absolutely no skin in the game. I was just here to clock in my hours. There was no promotion. There was sure. no- nothing to achieve. Understand. Uh, no one really cared if I did or didn't do <laughs> anything there. And I've just like been an observer of the politics and I've also worked in places where it's been apparent about like favoritism and who's on whose team and yes. who's going to be given something because they're friends with somebody and you know who, who's just getting ahead because they have the confidence to believe that they should be there are things you can do that are quite simple and it, it seems to be about just being a nice person and being also like an involved sociable person in the office as well even once there's one more person than you <clears throat> doing something and even sometimes with yourself, things can get out of hand. They can. How <laughs> <laughs> to deal with office politics in your own brain? Yeah. That's a real issue. But like, as soon as there's two of you, like, there's going to be people, there's going to be rowing. There's going to yeah. be problems. Yeah. At least if there's two of you, like with us, we, we don't have the issue of, like, who to befriend in order to get ahead. Yeah, there's no one else. <laughs> we both have to bitch out and befriend each other. remain friends. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. To do. Um, but what was your adult thing this week? Basically, I bought a thing off Instagram. Oh Christ! Yeah, that's good. Yeah, you know when you get those all those adverts. Yeah, and I've, shop now. Yeah, shop now. And lo, I have shopped. <laughs> Did you shop? Yeah, I bought this. She's showing me. It's the perfect backpack for your travel. Modernist. Oh God, that is good. It's got lots of compartments. You're right. A small bag, huge capacity, many partitions. Yes. If it's a 14-inch laptop. It's one of those videos where, like, everything is very neatly laid out and then somebody very in sped-up hands put all the stuff in. But it's just got loads of zips. And look at this, it's got a USB 
thing. Oh, for your phone. For your phone. Then it's got this bit, and those little wires go around there when you're traveling, go on your... It's like it, someone's made a bag for you. I know. And I got it in black with the gold zip, which is my favorite. That's really good. And it's got a little thing on the side for my water bottle, and I bought myself a water bottle. Basically, I'm feeling the bee's knees. Is it here with me? No. That's fine. <laughs> it's at home staying new. <laughs> like, of course. But my point is that I, I bought it because I've been watching it for so long. Mm. Just like, And I was like, maybe I'll just sew a compartment onto my new backpack and I was like live your life open your lemonade get a bloody get a backpack. backpack don't and sew a backpack don't sew a backpack and also somebody uh that I also follow on Instagram an influencer if you will but she'll remain nameless okay but you do know who okay did this post that was like when you take a lot of screenshots or you make a vision board and even if you're a person who vision boards or doesn't you still sometimes look at images in magazines or pictures when you think like oh yes that yes that, i like those leggings i like those leggings this thing appeals to me and if you look at all the stuff that you're currently looking at for me it was like always organizational things anything mm. that could be like more organized um is like do you actually want that or does it spark to a greater need? And mm. actually, is your need to like be more organized? Is it speaking to something deeper? I would say yes. I would say, <laughs> I would say yes, yes too. And her idea was Very like, good. if you always pick up, do pictures of like um, cozy sofas or whatever, are you, do you want a blanket or do you want like warmth and, and stability and family and home Aww. and all of those things? Is your heating turned is off? It, are you cold? <laughs> yeah. Like, so I was like, what an interesting way of looking at things. That, that nice. And I said, made me be like, oh yeah, I do. And therefore I was like, fly the bloody backpack. That's a great, that's be a great that girl. adult thing. Be that girl. Yeah. What's your adult thing? Mine is, it's possibly an adult thing or I've done it wrong. So... I had this conversation, very dull conversation, but as we've discovered, adult things can be boring. <laughs> Often boring. <laughs> the more boring, the more adult. Absolutely. Um, my whole life, brought up by my parents, to be like, never get a credit card, never get a loan. That's my Me thing. Me too. Right, 100%. I think it's a real thing. So then... Oh yeah, the number one, like, it was like my never, never, only never. golden rule. I've got a student loan, that's it. So in Guys, the space strap of in, like, where is this going? <laughs> in the space of like six months... Loads of different people said to me, oh, no, you need to have a credit card because if you don't have a credit card and you can't prove that you pay it off really regularly, how can you get a good credit score? And I was like, why do I need a credit score, bitches? And they were like, for life. And I was like, okay. Then I spoke to my parents and they were like, yes, we've heard this as well. You need to have a credit card at some point to prove that you regularly can pay off a loan. And I was like, Jesus Christ, I've never had one. So is that going to, fine, I guess I'll have to get one. Then I just thought, well, I'll check my credit score anyway, just to just, you know, just to say. Yes. 999 out of 999. Right, okay. Which means now either, I mean, that has to be the most adult thing I've ever done in my life. I've got a perfect I credit score. I cannot express how much I think you've done it wrong. But I can't have done. I hate to undermine you, but, but I, I just but I put in all the stuff right. Okay, okay. And they okay. said we've got no record of you ever ever taking out credit. Yeah. So you have a perfect score. Right. Great. Okay. So okay. that makes sense in terms yeah. of like. So then my dad was like, "What if it's the banks doing a conspiracy? Say so you have to get a credit card in order to get a good credit score." Oh right, because you've got the perfect score already. Because I've got the one without having a credit card. Holy shit! I have no advice because <laughs> I don't know. We don't know which the answer, is correct. But, but you're I, set off on your mystery quest. I've set off on my mystery quest. I'm going to go and do the most adult thing I think I've ever done, which is and not for the reason that I'm actually I'm in any position to, to actually buy a house because I'm absolutely not. But I just want to see. I'm going to go to the bank and see what mortgage they could give, give me. You. Yeah. If and then if they're like, 
absolutely none because your credit rating is so bad. Oh no, I've filled in the form wrong. <laughs> well, report back please what the bank say about I the will. credit rating. God. We should probably do a like how to understand your money a bit better. I think we should do that because every time anything like this happens I get very hot and I don't understand and I need no. to yeah. We need someone who's like who can talk about money in a really simple way like Martin. Martin, <laughs> Martin from Martin Money Saving. Martin Martin's Money Tips. If you yeah. aren't familiar with Martin, uh, get on board. Yeah, he's moneysavingexpert.com. Yeah. And if you just literally type in Martin Money Saving Expert, he'll come up. I don't know what his last name is. Money, no. I think. Um okay, so let's talk about office politics. So, before we like get balls deep into it, there's a quote that I read. Lewis, Martin Lewis. Martin Lewis, okay. Um, so, when you read about office politics, it can be quite scary. So, for example, there is a careers author called Erin Burt. Careers author Erin Burt states, avoiding office politics altogether can be deadly for your career. <laughs> <laughs> Every workplace has an intricate system of power and you can and should work it ethically to your best advantage. Okay, Erin. It's exactly the same as being at school. Mm. We like... You can be a popular person, or you can be like a total not popular person, but there's also a massive thing in between, which is probably the place where you want to be, which is where like, you can deal with the popular people, sometimes they bully you, sometimes they don't. You can also be friends with the people who are really like, you know, struggling at school. You can be somebody that not everyone likes, but certainly no one would pick out to kill first. Yeah, well, bloody hell. I'm reading a lot of dystopian fiction. Uh, yes, but also that is the tone of all of these books. I think that's the front also, cover yeah. is like of various of them is a man with like a literal uh, target on his back, oh and then God. various members of the office in their business suit <laughs> shooting him. Right, and exactly like when people talk about like going on Big Brother back in the day when you were more sort of in it to win it and less in it to be get famous, a, be get a late you know a deal with Hello sometime sure. later people would go in being like, my tactic is stay under the radar for the first couple of weeks. Like, don't make so much of a scene. Don't get voted off. Mm. You know, then come in to play. Oh. You know, and so that was, which is sensible. It's like, don't be either so weak or so good. Yes. Which is why they always say, there's always like a bit halfway through, it's like, he's playing the game. Mm. He knows what game he's playing. He's playing. <laughs> like, he's playing it. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he he's, is. He's being, we, we all are. He's being nice to people, but he's not making a scene. But if you're too obvious about it, everyone's like, oh, he's, Playing he's, the game. Doing, he's playing the game. Yeah. it's uh, It feels disgusting. I actually find the office politics thing just, I can't be bothered with it. So I just didn't, I couldn't be bothered getting involved in the squabbles about, like, that department apparently is is struggling and she's spoken to her and she said this. And, and so I just didn't go for after work drinks ever. I'd bring a book and then when it was lunchtime, I'd go into the little, there's like a separate little room and I'd just go into the little room, eat my book. Yeah, eat my book. <laughs> okay. And that was troubling for people. Um, to me, read my book, eat my lunch, come back. Very pleasant to everybody. I was there for about four months and then they um then they kind of looked re-looked at my contract or whatever and I got passed over and someone else got brought in, which I was fine with because I wanted to go back to being freelance. But if I'd have wanted to have kept that job, which money wise I probably should have done, I should have just done that little extra thing of yes. just being um, just being more sociable and mm-hmm. also being able to figure out like simple things like who all the people are, what their job is, what their relationship is with like the overall manager. Like, is that somebody like without wanting to be like, is he someone that I should be impressing or not? Mm-hmm. Kind of that. 
because there's always someone in the office that you're just like, oh my God, like they're annoying or they're, they just talk about, you know, whether they're going to get a Snickers or not, or are going to get a Mars mm. bar or not for seven hours. And then they get one and then they talk about how they've just had one and you just want to strangle them. And somebody's on the 5-2 diet always. Someone's on the 5-2 diet. Someone's consistently talking in depth about what they're going to cook that night. Someone's getting married in 18 months. Oh yeah, and then every three days someone goes, how's it going? And they're like, oh yeah, the dress. And then you hear what happened that weekend about the wedding. Mm. And you know that nobody, surely nobody cares. Sure, like maybe there's one person in there who's their friend and is actually going to the wedding. No one else is invited because they don't know or care for the person. But those people that are annoying, maybe, you know, if they're certainly in like a superior position, like you have to know which people you sort of have to like put up with you know, will put in a good word for you or yes. whatever. And you basically have to decide, I think, whether you are in a job that you are just paying the rent, clocking in, clocking out, doing your time, in yeah. which case, absolutely fine. Um, headphones in. Headphones in. However, however, be aware that like you do spend 10 hours of your day there. Yeah. You, it's perfect. Even if you do think you hate everyone, it's possible you might have a nicer time if you attempted some kind of human yes. interaction and you didn't feel like a whole part of your waking day was spent just like getting through the day. Yes. So, you know, absolutely. And if you can find yourself a work partner, a work lover, then lo, the day will fly past. <sighs> Would you call them a work wife? I yeah, I don't love the expression. No. Uh, but shout out to... Um, all, my, all my work wives. Shout out to my work wives. Uh, only friend Lucy. Oh, yes. I mean, her name is literally because she was my only friend. Yes. You were basically work wives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We remain to this day. We don't even work together. That's great. Yeah, have somebody in the office that you... That then you can, like, go to lunch with and then you can... If you need to get it out, you need to let it out. Because also then there's nothing worse than, like, going home and the sort of tiny, boring, dull day-to-day stuff that's happening in your office. Then you're then telling all your flatmates and your boyfriend and your girlfriend and being like... And then they don't... As much as they care the first to seventh time you've talked about it, they don't need to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I live with a girl who's doing this presentation over the summer. And honestly, by the end of the summer, I think I could have gone in and done the presentation. That's how (laughs) aware of it I was. Yeah. Of all the people in the office. Like, what Miriam had done now. Like, I was so involved. Miriam. And I was like, I don't care. Like, it's so hard to care about other people's jobs. Yes. you just can't. So find another person. Otherwise, the deeper and deeper that you get into your head, every time you're in a meeting and everyone's being an idiot and there's no one around for you to look to and, like, make, like, eyes at, mm. like, oh, this, you know, the deeper you are, like, am I the mad one? Like, is it me? Yeah. So get yourself a friend. But on that note, one of the big things um, about office politics, workplace politics, is gossip because that's what it mm-hmm. all... I love the, a gossip. I love a gossip. Unless it's about me, in which case, why am I gossiping? Exactly, you don't know. Odd, isn't it? And I also think that that is part of the balance between like going for drinks, making connections with people in the workplace. Impossible to do that without getting involved in gossip. Mm-hmm. But then gossip, you have to be really careful about it because then you don't know these sorts. Of, well, you just don't know how people are going to use what you've said. So number one rule, listen. If people want to gossip about you, just mostly be but mostly the listening party. It's very valuable and builds bonds if you're the person that people gossip to. Mm-hmm. Like as in like, oh God, thank God you're like I want to chat to you about this yes, or whatever. Yes, yes. But yeah, just don't get involved in stuff that you're like, oh, this is getting too far. Mm-hmm. Like, this is now bitching. Don't bitch about yeah. people. I think that's really important. 
but also you don't want to be somebody who never has an opinion on anything for fear of being found out because then everyone else sees you as being an uptight boring person in the office so it's a really difficult it's just really difficult but you, the, the way to get around that yeah is to listen and to be like what happened oh and how did, that must have been awful or like why do you think she did that or be the person that I've always wanted to be that I've never been that you know when like someone looks upset in an office goes like let's go for lunch or like I'm taking you out for and you've to, never done that to like ping pong I've always wanted to take someone out to ping pong. Okay, you can. That's such an achievable dream. It's an achievable dream. <laughs> the now, bar is so low for now, you. <laughs> it's so low. Now I'm freelance. I don't have anyone to take out to ping pong. But also, I've never been in a position in an office of any authority. So I can't go. Sure. No. I'm taking you out for... If because the girl I'm come on, off like, reception and like, <laughs> like popped over to somebody yeah. in the camp and be like... I'm taking you out. And you'd be like, sorry, who are you? The, the intern. <laughs> yeah. like, the second day, I'm taking you to ping pong. You know pong. what? I'm taking you to ping pong. <laughs> Get your bag, we're going to ping pong. <laughs> but there was one... Basically, there was one time where I did a really good job, like, at my job. I did a good thing in my job. And my editor took me to ping pong and was like, I'm going to take you out to ping pong. And I felt so proud of myself. And it was like, I want to wanna be this person. But also That's be like, dream. after work, we're going for drinks. Do not say no. We are going to talk about this. You're not someone that just keeps out of everything. Because mm. you can tell the people that just don't engage. Yes. So store up all the times that someone took you to ping pong. Or that you're like, wow, that made me feel. But look how it made you feel. It made, it made you me feel glowing. Glowing. And you made you want to give that back to somebody else. So That's store- why I'm constantly trying to get people to go to ping pong okay, with me. So it's good to know. Like store them up and be like, oh, wow, that made me feel like this. I make sure I'll say that to other people. And then store up all the bad ones that you've either observed or been the recipient of. And be like, make sure I don't ever do this. Yeah, that's sure. Point. Like that made me feel small. Like, oh, this is obviously I can see this. The cross wires that are happening here. Like, observe everything. Put it in your box. Mm. Use There's it. That horrible term, which is like added value. How can we add value to it? How can we add something positive to it? So if you look at like the office, and you're like, okay, so I don't want to get involved in gossip. I don't. What can I bring? that will improve the office vibe mm. without that being a negative thing, without mm. that being like a, you'll never guess what so-and-so said. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
I also just sorry, just caught my eye in this over-the-top, very like a serious article about office politics, which says, protect yourself as much as possible from anyone you suspect of Machiavellianism or mm. other of the dark triad of characteristics. The dark triad. Narcissism. <gasps> yes. Machiavellianism. Yes. Psychopath. E. E. Yes! Yeah. It is. Did I get them all? Shall I, shall we say what each of them is? So that if you, so if you like, if there's someone in the office who... Comes who up is a, a renowned 16th century Italian politician? <laughs> then you can steer clear. Oh god! If, if, no, if someone Come on, let's deep dive into gameplay. If, if someone in your office, if, if this rings a bell, then don't chat to them. So narcissism, a hunter who fell in love with his own reflection in a pool of water. If anyone does that in the office, no narcissistic people, selfish, boastful, arrogant, lacking in empathy, and hypersensitive to criticism. I mean, that sounds like me, but I'm not. I don't think. But like the the idea of like um, just full ego, not doing anything to help anybody else out for themselves. You're very aware that that person will do pretty much anything to get that promotion. To they will throw you under the bus in a minute if you have a. You're not narcissistic. No, I've just in that when I said that, I realised it wasn't. But you, I would I'd accept the hypersensitivity. Okay. Okay. See. <laughs> I hate it. See? <laughs> I'm so sad when no one says anything. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Machiavellianism, the word does come from a, a renowned Italian politician called Niccolo Machiavelli. Um, I mean, this is too much history. Right, so basically... Um, I think never enough. Manipulation, self-interest, a lack of both emotion and morality. So a Machiavellian person, it is all about them, but they will do bad stuff, mm-hmm. I think. I know some real dickheads. I know but... people that have an element of it mm. rather than like you are a Machiavellian person. But I guess they're so good at hiding it. Exactly. That, that... But I just don't know how you can actively get actively go through the day attempting an, a- an actual sabotage or an actual like... Yeah, I don't know how you'd sleep at night. How can you do that? But people uh, do. Or you know how I, you know, can't play mafia because i just shout i'm the mafia mafia is a parlor game where you have to hide the fact that you're a member of the mafia and you have to kill the rest of the civilians in the group whenever tessa is picked as mafia no one else knows that's the point point. and um, she goes bright red and uh, can't speak and then says i'm mafia is the first thing so that's just a bit of background. just a bit of background there yeah. but i'm very good when i'm a civilian at wheedling them out yes but when i have to be the liar i'm i just go to pieces because i don't like to lie yeah and i just crumble but a lot like so but i guess people people must be good at it and that's well that's why they say that like um there is this amazing statistic about the percentage of psychopaths they think are in um ceo or Mm. thereabouts positions I can't remember what the percentage is. It's a high percentage. Because you can be non-violent and be somebody who has no empathy and just knows how to get to the top and to use people. And like I said, yeah, because we're getting to psychopathy now, but that's basically like, psychopathy is a mixture of narcissism and Machiavellianism comes from it. But it's a lack of empathy or remorse, often antisocial behaviour, manipulative, volatile, incredibly intelligent, always somebody who uh, uses other people for their own gain with no uh, sense of remorse about that mm. and that sounds really like I feel like it sounds so extreme but I definitely have met or heard of or know of people who actually are like that but because obviously they're not like the head of Google the level at which they trample on people yes. isn't so 
no. aggressive. And I guess phrases like, you know, don't hate the player, hate the game, or like, <laughs> it's just business, or any of these things. It's yes. like, this is just what I do in the business world, you know? Yeah. It's all, especially if you're working in anything that was like sell, sales or corporate or anything that was like, yeah. we're, we're go, go, numbers go, driven. numbers driven. I guess the people who are good at it are not listening to this podcast. They're busy reading The Art of War and, <laughs> you know, yeah. Machiavelli's and drinking blood. top tips for the office. Yeah. And, um, those people are not listening. It's the people who are yes. in the like, oh my God, what are you all, why is, why, what, are you, what is this? Yes. That are, you know, having more struggles The what is it. this people? Our people. The what is this people? So this is for, you've got someone quite difficult on your hands mm. and you're like, you are a nightmare. Mm-hmm. and this might be from you know who's to say where they come from I mean who's to say sorry you've got a nightmare on your hands Please. and sometimes you have to work together and it's insufferable and mm-hmm. oh every day is a constant juggerheads with this person juggerheads that's, that's right that's a new one um, so uh, th- as a rule of thumb seek to understand before being understood right Gandhi Thank you. So we are so obsessed with like, no, can you just listen? Can you just listen to my point? Can you just listen? Yes, see, yeah. What I'm trying to say is, can you see it from my point of view? Like, uh, and everybody's just rowing. But if you're like, okay, seek to understand. Let me fully understand it from your point of view. Before I, before I in. attempt to make you understand my point of view. And often once you've fully understood theirs, you're like, it's irrelevant now. You don't need to understand mine. I've mm. got yours. Like, and so, and then people have been fully allowed to fully express themselves, fully mm-hmm. say their point. And you'd be like, okay. And then also to try and use a sort of win-win um, answer for solutions. I think we go through school and we have such a clear understanding of like, if you win, someone else must lose. It's so clear, yes. like, that's how things work. Like, if you're the top One of the class... One minute live while the other survives. Absolutely, Stevie. You know, there's no world in which Voldemort and Harry Potter just shook hands. They can't. Right? But why not? The They're... Elder Wand. But they could have got over it, I think. Sure, yeah, maybe, yeah. Yeah. And so we're so obsessed with this, like, I must win so that he he must lose. Mm. It's not it's because Voldemort isn't really obsessed with winning. He's just obsessed with killing Harry, kidding, kidding, kidding Harry Potter, so that Harry Potter loses, and therefore by default he wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A real deep dive into his psyche. But anyway, we we're so obsessed with like, if you win, someone else must lose. Whereas really, in the real world, it's possible for two people to win. Like, it's possible for two people to yeah, compromise true. and both succeed. It doesn't have to be at someone else's expense. It's not this, like, someone has taken away my place at the table. Like, the table can be infinitely large. Mm. You know, we don't have to see ourselves in this, like, constant competition. And therefore, like, what is the way through this that's, like, everybody wins? Like, is there a way through that's, like, compromise and doesn't have to be a, you know, a screaming row? And the last one with uh, someone who's being a nightmare, uh, especially if they are... Uh, you know looking for attention or just being or a bully or being a dickhead for no obvious gain mm. um is uh and this of course is from the 33 strategies of war um <laughs> get out of cannon get out of cannon um no famously of course uh russia 1812 yes yes uh, napoleon invades I, russia you don't even have to tell me no of course we all know <laughs> but just say it for the sake of the listeners you know you know uh <laughs> 1812 Napoleon invade from France invades Russia, mm. expecting to meet uh, and charges across the border, meets no obstacle. Everyone's like, way oh, off we go. At no point did Napoleon meet the Russians. So they never rode out to meet them. They just con- retreated and retreated and retreated back to Moscow in the path of the French is where the expression like salting the earth comes from. Mm. And as they went, they just burned. The Russians burnt everything in their path salted the ground, took down the bridges, like made the route into Russia, which is obviously so massive. If you've come from France and you're like, I don't know, 
couple of couple of kilometers across. How big can it be? And then right. you get to Russia and you're like, holy shit, are yeah. we there yet? And now we're going through Siberia. And now we're in Siberia, and everyone's like, Napoleon, turn this around. <laughs> this is a nightmare. And of course, it was. They took them so long to finally get to Moscow. They went into Russia with four hundred and fifty thousand people and got to Moscow with about ten. Right. And then they were in Moscow, and then they just shot them all. <laughs> so they, okay. so the Russians n- lost no one right. in this battle. The French like army was decimated, and so it's this idea. One of the strategies, of course, is like the, you don't have to meet them; you just have to continue Retreat to ignore and them. Salt the earth. Salt the earth. It continue to ignore them. Give them just a void to fight into until they're just so like. That's a good point. That's something that when um you're little and your parents are like, just ignore them. Yeah. Like you don't know how it feels. Of course I can't. But it does. You don't know exactly, and you're like, no, no one can. But when you get wiser and older, you remember 1812, and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> you remember the Just be like, all oh, right, and just retreat every time to be like, I'm yeah, not giving, giving you anything. Yeah, giving them apps and giving them. I think this is also there's a difference, isn't there? Because when parents when my parents specifically would be like don't say anything I'd be like right so I would just completely act as if the other person doesn't exist yeah but then that is actually doing something Mm. whereas not doing something is to be like okay be really civil so totally civil but like, in secretly you like you're, sol- you're, sol- you're salting the earth you know yeah so whenever you say like um, did you have a good weekend oh lovely just envision yourself salting the plains of uh, yeah. Russia because in the, to the Russians like they were very much in that battle like they yeah. were you know re- drawing up those forces getting the, getting the ground ready absolutely like, you know Tessa has a lot of experience in warfare yes <laughs> well I've read the book now so and getting like, the ground ready get the ground ready <laughs> so you don't have to feel when it's like oh just ignore them you're like no I want to fight like this is a ta- this is a fighting tactic you know yeah. you don't have to feel that you've given in to this person you're just um, fighting well, fire with water I there's guess there's nothing more frustrating when you're angry that someone be like right okay Okay. Like, no! Yeah, there's scream nothing. Scream back at me! Like, yeah. I can't stand it. Actually, no, the only worst oh, thing right, is when, okay. when someone laughs, but don't do that because that is actually antagonistic. Yeah, don't. But in terms of just like being like quite blankly like pleasant. Oh, okay. You're like, okay! It, like, it yeah. just makes you worse. <laughs> but are they secretly salting the earth or are they actually. Oh! They are salting the earth! Oh, oh my! Oh, yeah! They are seasoning that ground. <laughs> <laughs> And I think that, and it gives it gives them power. Yeah, because, huge power. Because they're it, Russia. They're Russia. And then each time, uh, each time that happens, I'm like, right, next time I'm gonna. And then, but you, just, it's so difficult to do. But if in a work setting, obviously it's a lot. It's actually quite difficult sometimes to like fly off the handle because you're in a work setting. Yeah. So you can just be kind of like. But oh, eventually, okay. they will just run out of steam. I've started listening to, and I would recommend everyone listen if you don't already. Um, the TED Talks podcast, which mm. is just like ten minutes to eighteen minutes of like. Just of good hot of fun. Just good hot learning. Mm. Like learning from someone who knows their business. One of them was how to argue more effectively. And it was basically you said about first find common ground. That's the first thing. Find something that you both fundamentally agree on and then like work on from there. The idea is not to shout down the other person. The idea is to understand the other person's point of view, fully listen and then like offer alternatives Mm -hmm. because if you're debating you get told whether you're going to be for or against a topic so everyone who debates properly has like learned how to debate for or against anything yeah you just get given it and you don't might not actually believe in it yeah yeah. since we're deep in the uh, art of war there's some more (laughs) phrases Uh, never leave a man behind no never leave a man behind of course that's what um, divide and conquer conquer. it's a technique for somebody in a position of power if uh, if my position of power is actually quite weak at the moment and if people below me really paid attention mm. they could quite easily topple me mm. my job now is like um so say you and 
<laughs> Colin. You and Colin and Paul. Okay, I was going to say Dickon. I'm just you going to Secret Garden. Sure, sure, sure. And Dickon. The yeah. four of you are below me. Mm. Uh, I'm your line manager. Mm. I... I'm Mary. Get back on board. Sorry. <laughs> so I then start being like, oh, apparently Dickon uh, thinks you're a bitch. And then I like right. start saying like, Colin, uh, apparently Paul and Stevie are having a row. And I just constantly feed all this. So you're t- so busy. Um, infighting. Infighting that you even don't even look at me, you know? It is clever, isn't it? Yeah. Clever, clever stuff. Yeah. It's so sly. where people sort of drop in pay discrepancies. Yeah. So then suddenly everyone's devastated that so-and-so is like 20 mm. and on like more than so-and-so. So they're so busy talking about that and that doesn't concern the boss, that concerns the finance director or whatever. Yeah. So then the shit boss is gets off scot-free. Oh, scot-free. Yeah. yeah. Is it because you're too busy fighting about... I'm sure there's another name for it when you... There's obviously a much bigger problem, but you give people a more tangible thing to fight about. Yeah. You see polit- actual politics, people do it all the time. Yeah, Like yeah. when people, you know, any time that, you know, we're rowing about some f- funny thing that Trump said, 100% some backbench policy is getting through while no one's paying any attention yeah um and he's, he's banning clocks yeah the clocks are down we didn't even notice because we were too busy being like but is his hair real like that you know um and so <laughs> is his hair real though? and so exactly that like massive massive issue with pay discrepancy but let's argue about like the type of milk in the fridge and like mm. someone so said this and now off yeah so he's stealing milk that's like a yeah. classic isn't it who's been stealing the milk exactly and maybe people put up those signs but no one's actually been stealing the milk oh and now everyone's too busy fighting about that <gasps> stevie maybe we could get into being machiavellian i think i should do that. I'd like to give that. it a quick go. Let's do it. Let's get a temporary job and let's give pop it. Pop in. See if we can rise. How quickly we can rise to power. Yeah. That's the thing. You do have to be totally like Francis Underwood about it. You do have to just like. You have to want power. You have to want power, sort of for its own sake, and you have to want the rise for the sake of the rise. That you have to want the. Yeah. You have to enjoy that. But there is also an element of you do want a promotion and a, and a better job. So I think people mm. people can slip into acting like Francis Underwood. We're talking about House of Cards, by the way. Disgrace actor, Kevin Spacey. And you sort of have to... You have to be careful that you don't do it, basically. Because yeah. if you're desperate for a job and it's like got your name written all over it and there's someone else... Uh, I think give it a try. Yeah, okay, fine. We've completely won it. We've come, we've come full so I'm going to go back to the uh, definitions of narcissist. <laughs> how to be a narcissist. <laughs> um, my, uh, my only other word that I've learned... Oh, yeah. Uh, sandbag- war. War. <laughs> sandbagging. That sounds like a sex Doesn't thing. Doesn't it? Couldn't sound more like a sex what thing. What sex thing would it be? It'd be something like flopping your balls against a window or something. What, alone? Sandbagging. <laughs> There's weirder things, isn't there? I think it's um, you crouch behind someone and you plop your balls on their forehead. From behind? Yeah, of course. From so you flop your balls. I'm, the person's lay on the bed. Oh, they're laid they're backwards. Lay down. I thought they were like stood up or sat down and then you come behind them. Okay, so here I am on the sofa. Then someone comes and just, just flops pops the, the balls on the, forehead. on the forehead. Sandbagging. Sandbagging. Next episode will be how to sandbag. How to sandbag. But what is it in terms of war? Certainly. <laughs> it means, um, I don't quite know what the correlation is with actual war. Okay. Um, but the term means to deliberately underperform. So to deliberately... Oh, I know people who do that. Oh. Mm. Mm. And, then, and then just at the last minute. At the last minute. And then everyone's like, you are so improved. You're such so, improved. Right? Really? Yeah. Right? Bad. So that I've is done. sandbagging. You can do it to... And I think in some ways it could be very useful. For example, if you have like a... If you're a builder and you say, we think the job will be done in... February, but I really think they sandbag all the time. Yeah, but then really you think it'd be done less than that, in which case everyone's like, oh, we're thrilled we came in under budget and under time. Yeah. But really, you just sandbagged it, which I think is quite a reasonable thing to do. Yes, people, freelancers will often do it as well. I don't do this. I 
get a deadline and I have to write an article. But if you're paid by the day for something, you're mm. like, oh, well, yeah, it might take a month. And then you sandbag it and then it takes like a month and a half and you get paid an extra half month's wage by like being like, oh, I haven't been able to actually get it done because it's much more of a bigger job. Is that sandbagging? (laughs) 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 I lost confidence. No, no, no. Sorry, sorry if I was giving you a face of non-confidence. No, no, no. I think you're right. I think that's exactly it. it To say the underperformance would be either like for more money Mm. or exactly that for promotion or or something or to impress people, you know, to like what an improvement. Yeah. And somebody in your team might sandbag you by... It's all in big guys, the balls. Pop <laughs> your balls on the forehead. They might deliberately underperform to make your project look worse. Oh, as in they're working with you. You're working together something and you... Oh they... my God, like on The Apprentice. Yes, exactly right. So like, she was a terrible project manager. Yeah, exactly, Stevie. Oh my God. So when only, when you know you're safe, if you're shitty for the project manager and the mm. project as a whole is bad, you can point the finger and get rid of somebody. Very clever. Very clever stuff. I have to do it again. Do it again. Do it. <laughs> We're all in. We're so in now. And very final thing, it's just about if you have somebody who is always tooting their own horn on saying the things that they've done, um, make sure you find a way to do the same thing. So even mm. though you're like, oh my God, so boastful, so rude. And like, um, this is a bit of a, a gender stereotype, but like often um, women are not as good about like saying the things they've done or like, because it sounds yeah. braggy and we've been very carefully taught to like be quiet and like, you know, don't say anything. But I like, just find a classy way of like reporting to your boss each week the things that you've done. Otherwise, yes, if you, you get lost. A, yeah, if you get lost because if you are a less observant boss who doesn't have the time and one of the, your employees is putting everyday stops because like, by the way, I closed that deal or I got this and you know, every time you see them in the lift and, and the other one doesn't say anything, to your mind, you're like, well, this guy is doing the better job. Mm. You know, even though they, their work may be exactly the same. Um, you're like, well, this one's been more vocal and more, I've been more aware of this. And so yeah. just be like aware, even though you're like, ah, oh, it shouldn't be this way. The world is not fair. We don't live there. Yeah. Um, unfortunately. Nice. Like in the favourite, when Emma Stone goes like, <coughs> oh, sorry, I've just got to chill because I picked those weeds for your leg. Yeah. She's <laughs> exactly. like, oh, that was you. And yeah. you're like, uh, gross, but... Uh, very clever gross but clever yeah you know so basically just cough and say you've picked weeds for people's legs yeah exactly for Queen Anne's gout Um, yeah it's gross but like ultimately you can be totally moral and live in the corner furious and Mm. bitching because that's the thing you aren't happy and you you know it's made you cross Um, or you can like get in the game a bit and Get in the game. Get in the game a bit. I'd put your toe in. I think the take home is, yeah, put put your toe in the game. And at least be aware. Once you know what other people are doing, you're like, okay, I feel much more like, oh, I see a sandbagger. Like, yes. I see. Put your balls on someone's face. Put your balls on their face. Recognise if they're a psychopath. Maybe do it a bit. Um, Have a, good, a bit of a go. But don't do anything that makes you feel like a dick, I think. That's the And 101 thing. is find a friend. Find a friend. Find a friend. Don't necessarily call them a work wife. No. And if you're absolutely scraping the barrel, that's fine. Just anyone will do. Anyone would. Just that, like... Don't the, say that to them. The nicest <laughs> like, person you can find. Yeah. And that might be quite low. It's low t- but that's fine. Just anyone that gets you. Yeah, and don't say that to them. Don't, don't say Don't be that. like, we'll never be friends outside the workplace. <laughs> but yeah, if you have any um, if you have any ideas for, for future podcast episodes, um, tweet us at NobodyPanicPod, at Stevie M. The S is a five. That's me, by the way. At Tessa Coates. That's me. That's Tessa Coates over there. Um, and email us, NobodyPanicPodcast at gmail.com. Give us a like or a subscribe. Share it about if you like it and um and yet who knows what we'll be discussing next week and if we'll be using this microphone again <laughs> if you like the microphone. 
got any comments on the microphone. I want to know about them. I want to know. Or about, about credit scores, or indeed anything we've said. God, credit scores is a big one, isn't it? If you think I've, I've done the, if you, if you'd the like to wrong. correct any of our work here, please, correct. please do. Okay, have a nice week. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A malibu.com code SUMMER. Hi, I'm Lucy Beaumont. And guess what? I'm Sam Campbell. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy our podcast. It's called Lucy and Sam's Perfect Brains. It, we have a podcast and uh, it might be, I, I probably don't want to sound, um, you know, like I'm bragging, but it's dynamite. It is electric. It's high voltage. And please, we really need you to listen. You don't understand how much we need this. Is it on all the platforms? Oh, it absolutely is. But um, yeah, we, th- this one is coming. This one's out now. Lucy and Sam's perfect brands.